Hi, I'm Bruce Weinstein. And I'm Mark Scarborough. And on today's cooking episode of the podcast, Cooking with Bruce and Mark, we are making a turbo blender dessert recipe for two reasons, right? Well, one is that we have a new turbo blender dessert book out and this week, Mark's Turbo Blender class goes live on Craftsy. If you don't know about Craftsy, you need to know about Craftsy. That's C-R-A-F-T-S-Y.com. Craftsy.com. Uh, it's a gorgeous how-to DIY site. You can learn everything from woodworking to gardening to knitting to sewing to painting to photography to I what? Right, everything. Cooking. It's set up like almost like old-fashioned PBS classes where there's one instructor looking at the camera, talking to you, teaching you how to do this over the course of six or seven lessons. And you pay for the lessons and you get lifetime access once you pay. And not only lifetime access to the lessons, you can watch them all as many times as you want. They're set up so great, you can time stop them yep. at any moment. And when you time stop them, you can ask a question to me in, in this class, to me or any instructor. And in fact, you have access to me for as long as you have the class. Right. And now I don't answer in live time. I'm not sitting <laughs> on my computer all day. But I can say that every morning I get up and have my coffee and I answer crafty questions. And it's people who've and I can see right where you asked the question, right where you stopped it and said, what? What are you doing right there? How did that work? Or whatever. It's it's really an amazing tool. And if you go to our website, bruceandmark.com, you will find links for the Craftsy classes that will give you discounts. So why don't you say what classes we teach on Craftsy? So the, uh, the links of the discounts are for the following classes. Mark's brand new Turbo Blender Dessert class. Um, Mark, and it's just me. It is just Mark it's alone. just me. And then Mark and I together do a pressure cooker class and then i have a class alone called master the methods where i teach you high temperature roast low temperature roast braise on the stovetop braise in the oven it's kind of your basic chef approach to cooking techniques and then i have a knitting class which is knit faster with combination knitting wow and again all these classes and if you go out on the site you'll see there are hundreds of classes that you can take all the way from fancy cake decorating and you know i don't know what and pastillage things on top of yep. cakes to just your basic how to make fabulous no need bread so mark's turbo blender class is all about desserts which is what our new book is the turbo blender dessert revolution and get so, it get it revolution revolution get so it. we are making a revolutionary brownie today we are making and i want to tell you what it's called and then i want to say what i want to call it we are going to make on this podcast gluten-free brownies but what i believe these are because i do not have issues with gluten but i think these are the finest brownies i have ever had so i want to call these the gluten lovers gluten-free brownies <laughs> because even if you don't need to watch gluten for any reason you will want these but these are fudgy and chewy and and they have this great crackling top yeah. and they're really fudgy and there's no gluten in it and wait for this we're not resorting to a gluten flour gluten-free flour mix no we're not for this and this is everything you've probably already have in your house now they're usually when we do these turbo blender desserts we claim you don't need any other bowls it's just the blender in this case, you will need a small glass bowl because we're going to use the microwave to make it easy to melt our butter and chocolate. So Mark's going to make it and because he is the turbo blender expert. And, oh, that's me. And I'm going to give uh, some nice little commentary. Okay, so I'm going to get the oven at 350. And 
Um, in this case, I am going to, now this is a little complicated, but I tell you this is going to work out. Get an 8-inch pan yep. and you butter it, yep. the inside of it. So get Easy. a little butter on, I like to put a little butter on a piece of wax paper and spread it around. You can put it on a paper towel and spread it around. You can, sometimes if you have enough butter left in the package, the butter wrapper package, you can use that to spread Let it around. Let me just say, if that butter's at room temperature, it works so much better for spreading. It does. Don't take it out of the refrigerator cold and think you're going to spread it in a pan. Well, I mean, I do. But yeah, but it doesn't work as well. It doesn't. You're right. So we're going to do that. And now this is the complicated part. You're going to need parchment paper. And I'm going to get Bruce to explain why in a minute. But you get, you need parchment paper. So once the inside of this 8-inch square pan is buttered, I'm going to cut a piece of parchment paper to equal the bottom of it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put the parchment paper on the bottom of it. Mine's right here and ready to go. And then I'm going to butter the parchment paper. So here's the thing. They oh, cut beautifully when but, they're cool. But when you try and get them out of the pan while they're still a little warm, it's really good to have the parchment on the bottom, which allows them to release instantly in one piece. You peel the parchment off and you're done. Now, Mark said you have to cut the parchment to fit. So there's an easy way to do that. Put Because sometimes your pans flare out to the bottom of your pan is a little narrower than the top of the pan. So put your pan right side up on your piece of parchment and use you a mean, pencil. You mean up as in how you would pour yes, batter? Yes, how you would pour batter. So it's right side up. And use a pencil to just trace the outside of the bottom of the pan. And then you have your perfect template. Cut that, and you could fit that right in. And that's what that's what we did. And so uh, the parchment paper, as Bruce says, helps the brownies cohere a bit. It keeps them one layer of insulation, a small layer of insulation, away from the hot metal, which is a little bit of a problem with the chocolate in these brownies because, it's, again, the chocolate is not protected by gluten as the way it is. Oh, the, the great it, protector. Gluten is now a superhero. It's, and you can get a little uh, singeing on the bottom. This will all take care of that. There's no problems, even though the sides of the pan will be still hot. What would Gluten Man's sidekick be? Oh, Gluten Man? <laughs> Who would Gluten Man's sidekick be? <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't go there. So, um, If I, you have a good idea for that, email us of what you think Gluten Man's sidekick would be. And if we pick your winning one, we'll send you a free copy of this book. There you go. You can email us through our website, bruceandmark.com, where you'll also find this recipe, <laughs> Gluten Man, for gosh sake. Well, anyway, um, so I've already done this, but I've got six tablespoons of butter. That's three quarters of a stick of butter in U.S. measurements. Six tablespoons of butter. Or three ounces. Or three ounces. And I've got ten ounces of semi-sweet chocolate. And I have to tell you, I've just used chocolate chips here. Just, you know, morsels. Toll House morsels, and yep. I put that together. I already did this, but I melted that in the microwave. And the way I melted it, this is really important, is I put it in a bowl and I did it in eh, seven to ten second increments because I don't want my butter to pop. And I do that and then I stir it and I do that. When the butter pops in the microwave, it causes such a mess. And Ugh. now you're going to make a pop with chocolate. It's going to look like someone threw up in your microwave. Oh, nice. Well, it's not exactly threw up. But um, so. The, Remember that pumpkin stuff we had? In the last episode. Yeah, I do remember that whole discussion. <laughs> so I don't know how we got off on Metamucil in the middle of a Bundt cake. but okay. I'll say it again because we're old. Okay, anyway, so um, butter and chocolate that I've melted, and I did this until it was about, oh, the chocolate was about three quarters melted, and then I took it out and I just stirred it several times until the chocolate just fully melted up. And now I've set this aside for about 15 minutes and cooled it. I did this right before we started. So and it's, it's still soft. If you find you've cooled it too far and it's starting to firm up, you got to put it back in for five or six seconds. Because okay. you don't want it to be hot, but it still has to be soft. Here so we go. So now everything else is being done in the blender canister. That's right. Everything is going to be done 
in this canister. So that and that was my bowl, right? That we said we had to dirty an extra bowl. Nothing else gets dirty. There it was. So I've got a turbo blender. Let me just reaffirm what this is: a turbo blender. We're talking a high RPM, high horsepower blender. If your blender can both grind grains into flour and heat soups, like you could put carrots and and broth and dill in there and turn it into soup and it will get hot and steamy after six minutes, five, six minutes, you have the right kind of blender. And let me tell you, Mark is using the Blendtec today and this is great. This And again, he's not trying to grind grains. No, not here. Um, and he's not trying to heat soup. But the thing is, this motor is so powerful, it will be able to handle the density of this batter, which, right. which your standard bar blender. So you need this. We're talking Blendtec. We're talking Vitamix. We're talking Wearing Extreme Pro. Yeah. Bruce said there's a KitchenAid yeah, model Yeah, KitchenAid has one, and Cuisinart has one. They're called the Hurricane. Okay. So, And we're not talking just magnetic or, or, or fancy blenders. No, no. We're talking high RPM, high horsepower. high horsepower blenders. Okay, so here we go. In the canister, I'm going to put three eggs and three quarters of a cup of sugar and two teaspoons of vanilla. Now, okay. notice we didn't have these eggs at room temperature. Yeah, because these blades are so fast. It don't matter. Right. Nothing's right. going to happen. Because they're actually going to heat the eggs, the friction, yeah, and it doesn't bit, even sure. matter. So I'm going to put this in. I've got the cover on on tight. And now I always start low and go high, but however you want to do it, do it. But I'm going to turn it on and let this blend up until it's smooth. And this is only going to take five seconds. Okay, so I've turned it off. So that's smooth, and now I'm going to scrape that melted chocolate butter, amazing, blissful wonder <laughs> into the blender. Take the lid off and scrape it in. Don't try to scrape it through the little hole I at the top. The I have people do all kinds of things. Take the lid off, put it in there, and honestly, get every drop of this stuff yeah. in there. Yeah. And then put the lid back on and blend another 20, 30 seconds. Here we are now and ready for the next step. Isn't this crazy? This is so easy after you deal with parchment paper. You take a third a cup of cornstarch, a quarter cup of unsweetened cocoa powder. Do not use hot chocolate mix. Unsweetened <laughs> cocoa powder. Bruce always thinks this is funny, and I never think this stuff is funny. I, know. I want to know who uses Swiss Miss with the mini marshmallows instead of cocoa powder. Many, many people. It's a common cooking mistake. A third a cup of cornstarch, a quarter cup of unsweetened cocoa powder, a half a teaspoon of cinnamon, a half a teaspoon of salt. And I'm going to put that in. I'm going to put the lid in. And again, I start low and go high. Whatever you do, you just want to get this thing up to the high speed and let it really blend this in. And we're doing this just until it's smooth. It doesn't take long. You know, that's it. It's done. This is why these blenders can whip cream in eight seconds. Oh, my gosh. When I did the Crafty class, we did whipped cream in the turbo blender. And I had just guess that it would take five seconds we discovered it took two to three seconds to make whipped cream from it's cream. insane how fast it is it was crazy so now one more ingredient to go in so now i'm going to add a cup of nuts and you can use pecans or you can use walnuts here either one yep. shelled of course <laughs> don't put the shells in there so shelled pecans and just by pieces they're more yep. economical but i'm going to put that in yeah but you're not going to turn the blender on at this point we're just going to use a wooden spoon to sort of fold these nuts into the batter right so they're still in pieces and they're not completely ground up. Yeah. And so now I have to scrape it out. This is this is the other tricky part besides the parchment paper. This is super thick, and you have to get way down in this big blender canister and get it all into the pan. It's it's a little tricky. Well, it's it's you're using the wide canister, so it's not as hard as the narrow canisters. And we're just using a rubber spatula, and you're pulling it out, and you're spreading it into there. Just make sure you get it all, and the little bit you don't get, well, you just eat. 
Oh, fine. <laughs> uh, don't eat raw eggs, but you can just eat it. Okay, so it's it's all in my pan now, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to bake this for 35 minutes, and then I'm going to rest it on a wire rack for 10 minutes, but we'll cut and come back and do that. Okay. So this brownie batter has baked. We have the house smells like a chocolate factory. So it's rested 10 minutes, and now we're going to unmold it, and we're going to turn it upside yeah, why down. why don't you talk about this? So the way I like to unmold things is you put the cut I take a cutting board and I'm going to put a cutting board on top of the pan and then I'm going to flip them over together and give it a bang on the table and now the brownies fell from the from the bottom of the pan to the cutting board and now I take this off I could peel off that parchment and I'm looking at the bottom of the brownies. Quite honestly, who cares? I'm going to eat them. But if you want to be looking no, at the top... No, 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 These you have must, a beautiful crackly crust. Okay, so you must take a second cutting board. Gently, you don't want to weight it down, but gently put it on top. Flip the two again together. Take the top one off and look at that. Yeah, it, a it's a bit of, pain, of a pain, but that's how it is. Or you could just cut it right in the pan and don't even unmold it. If you cut it right in the pan and you're using uh, cookware, don't use a paring knife. No, no, there you don't are, want to scrape your nonstick there pan. Are, and even a regular pan, right. there are there are uh, silicon knives yep. for cutting yep. inside of pans. Don't That is the easy way. So these knife. are, okay, I want to taste. These are warm, but I have to taste one. They're warm and they don't, Mm. they don't totally mm. hold together till they're cooler. Right. They they're are a little, falling a little apart on us. Mm. But, if we were to have cooled these another 30 minutes, mm -hmm. they would have held together when we cut them. No, I know. I know. We're going to hear comments that, yeah, those are great, but what about my kid has a nut allergy? Well, well you, can't, you can't get rid of gluten and nuts and eggs and the whole thing and have anything good. No, you. well, well, I don't know about that, but I, <laughs> I, that seems far. But um, in this case, uh, yes, these have nuts in them, but they are gluten-free and they are – they honestly – I have made these a hundred times since Bruce developed this recipe for the book, and I take them places. I never tell people they're gluten-free mm -hmm. until they've had them. No one ever knows, and they all want to know what are these fantastic brownies. They're, and they're so super simple. Well, it's we're gonna, crazy. We're going to do that with Ray Graff on WAMC. We're on Vox Pop Food on December 17th, and we're going to bring these, and he's going to taste them. And after he tastes them, we'll tell him they were made, A, in a blender— and be the gluten-free. Now we'll see what happens. Uh, well, yeah, we can see what happens. Okay, that seems it. So uh, these are this fabulous combination of chocolate and cocoa and butter and, and nuts, nuts mm. and no flour, no gluten-y flour. And wow, I mean, just kind of crazy stuff. I, I, I see this recipe will force you to buy a turbo blender if you don't have one to start out now, right? To hear us cook through more recipes, tune in every Friday to Cooking with Bruce and Mark. And to listen to us knock down the big culinary myths, catch our podcast every Tuesday, those little short episodes on Cooking with Bruce and Mark.